Hey, what's going on? Welcome into episode 10 of the Gamer Sleep Podcast for Saturday, June 4th, 2022. My name is Larry. I'm one of the wonderful co-hosts for this lovely show. Alongside me, as always, is Aaron. How's it going tonight, guys? Wonderful, wonderful. We also have Harry alongside with us. How are you doing there, sir? Double digits, baby. Oh, we made it. We made it. Finally made it to number 10. (laughs) I'm glad you guys are excited because guess what? We have a good show ahead of us. And to kind of give you a little bit of a rundown here, um, what we've got in store for you folks listening at home is our thoughts on the Sony State of Play that just happened two days ago on June 2nd. Uh, That uh, upcoming showcases that we're going to be kind of diving into, giving our thoughts, our hopes, our predictions, any last minute wishes that we might have, uh, and more, uh, including the uh, recent Pokemon uh, Scarlet Violet uh, information that just came out, that newer trailer. Happy to Mm -hmm. go over that stuff with you guys today. Uh, And of course, we wouldn't have a show proper if we didn't kick it off with the random fact. Are you guys ready? What do you got for us? Yeah, what do you got for us this week? Okay, okay. So, I didn't know this. I didn't know this at all. Like, not even ever heard a whisper of this in my life ever. But did you know that nutmeg can be fatally poisonous? How much does it take to kill a man? So, all right. Reading this directly. A little dash of nutmeg in a pumpkin pie or your eggnog can give it some extra flavor and a lovely spicy scent. Too much nutmeg, however, can be toxic. Two to three teaspoons of raw nutmeg can induce hallucinations, convulsions, pain, nausea, and paranoia that can last for several days. Actual fatalities are rare, but they have happened. All right, I need to put a disclaimer out here because now I just accidentally taught people what to do if they want to. No, don't do this. I don't want to hear anybody who's like, I learned it from you, dad. (laughs) (laughs) I learned it from watching you but no for sure surprising no yeah I'm I'm taking it back a bit like I didn't know hallucinogenic like what right it's nutmeg got them crazy kids doing nutmeg down by the by the (laughs) friggin bridge oh my god Frank they're putting nutmeg in their eyeballs (laughs) now I I, this this did remind me of something else I did hear this week that blew my mind is like did you know like extract flavorings like lemon extract vanilla extract pepper and extract is like 75 percent or more in alcohol content you know mm-hmm. I, I actually i've yeah i've heard that yeah and it's not regulated because it's not a beverage it's not meant to be drank so they can just not care <laughs> <laughs> so kids well, can just get drunk off vanilla extract too again we're not teaching people that this is just a fact that Karen mm-hmm. happens to know don't do this at home, kids. Yeah. Do not do Happens this. We are, we are not responsible. Wow. You're just alluding to the fact that you may or may not have chugged a bottle of that at one point in time in your life. <laughs> I have never chugged vanilla extract, but I was an early, early drinker. And I, I admit that. I thought it was going to taste good because it smells so delicious. And I took a drink and it is like. It's why most recipes only call for a teaspoon. Hey, listen, it, t- it tastes like what black coffee drinks to wake up. Okay. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> it's a like a zinger. A zinger. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. no! <laughs> oh no! All right. So I I think I picked a bad one because uh, we could actually now influence people to do the wrong thing. 
And I now do it. Com- I feel completely guilty about that. So on with the show, right? On with the show. <laughs> gentlemen. Influence gentlemen. mean nothing. It's their actions, their choices, not ours. But you're an online influencer. You're a, a worldwide web influencer. You stumbled into the wrong podcast, kid. <laughs> <laughs> of all the podcasts We're rated in the world. Explicit. They Why know Jack better. Come to yeah, mind. It, says, it says explicit. That's that's legally shielding, right? Yeah, it is kind of the <laughs> warning, right? It is the warning. So, Sony, state of play. I did just smack <sighs> so my table, excited. too. I don't know if that came across, but I'd smack the hell out of my table. <laughs> it was on a satisfying purpose. dong noise. Yes, I, I did would, it on All purpose, my recording equipment would go... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what did you think of this uh, state of play that Sony just had? Overall, I am very, very happy. I would say it's the best state of play we've had in a long, long time. You think this tops like, for instance, last year around this time, what Sony had to show? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't remember last year. It's all a blur. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm just going to I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, neither do I. It's fine. But, you know, whatever. Right. So, right. do we have any standouts? Because I know right off the rip, I know I do. My first thing was a concern. It was uh, the very first one, Resident Evil 4 remake. A concern? Okay, why, are you, why are you concerned? So, is that going to be like a reimagining, or is that just going to be a complete remake? Like the Lost Plagueis uh, whole system and everything? It's been confirmed a reimagining. So, can we really call it Resident Evil 4 then? I mean, yes. it's going to be Leon going to that area with the Lost Plagueis, protecting Ashley. Like, that is going to be the story. And he's got the same so just uh, Resident Evil 4, I would say, is one of my favorites, but it's probably aged the worst in terms of content. <laughs> so RE4 Plus? Uh, it's going to be a remake in the same view as 1, 2, and 3. Just... Yeah, I'm saying like, a, but the same, like a, but like a plus content instead of a like just a complete reskin. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a plus. It seems like they just might remove some of the things that would no longer be seen as politically correct today. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, like we might not have Napoleon, Zombie Man. <laughs> That's not <laughs> aged well. I mean, that was the first thing that I was just really excited about because that game, that game was ridiculously awesome. I remember just falling in love with that game and having, oh, a full, too. having like a, the treatment for like a Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3 type of remake for it would be fantastic. And mm-hmm. I know we chatted a little bit about this, um, you know, the day of. I do wish that they would rework the story a bit and kind of trim down. I feel like. Resident Evil kind of went off the off the, into left field with the Las Plagas. And mm-hmm. I was I'm not really on board with them in that case. You know, like I, I like I like the T virus. I like that type of situation. I get it. Like I might not be I don't know if I'm in that vocal majority or that non vocal majority that really is a, like a T virus purist. But when you start getting these offshoots of different things, um, it kind of muddies the water for what Resident Evil is to me. And mm-hmm. I, I really would love to see them either rein it in or 
kind of tie it in with what they're doing with, for instance, Village and Seven. It's it's funny that you bring up Village because people mm. have torn apart that trailer and have seen a lot mm. of ties of Village in it. So ah. it seems like it's going to be Resident Evil 4, but told in that world. Yes. 7 and 8. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Mama. <laughs> Bringing out the bonk already. I, I, I had to pre-bonk myself on that one. Oh, no. No, 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 no. no. Mommy va- talking Don't about you. Mommy Vampire. Oh, don't you don't you go there. Get a P- PS just for the VR. Now, I, I saw this I saw this poll on uh, someone's Twitter as well. I don't remember whose, but how mad would you guys be if they changed the inventory management system from 4? How nostalgic are you about item Tetris? I don't care about item Tetris. Like get rid of it. Get rid of it I think for it's me. A bit. Go ahead, Harry. Yeah. But it's about outdated. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. I just wanted because some people are really just like, no, that's so nostalgic organizing your items. But we'll see. Listen, there's better ways get, to do it nowadays. Yeah. I just get real annoyed when I want to carry multiple like weapons just to carry, you know, and I can't because my attache case won't fit a rocket launcher and a magnum at the same time. You know, come on. <laughs> Seriously. Right. Right. <laughs> Seriously, it's a video That's game because then I turn around and I, I shut my my menu down. And where is that attache case, huh? Hmm? <laughs> Nowhere. Video game logic. Just let me carry whatever I want and let me pull it out of my like pocket of holding, you know, my back pocket that is bottomless. I'm good. I'm good. I mean, they did it in Village where they had the uh, yeah. that same item management and it wasn't too bad, you know, throughout yeah, the entire yeah, game. Yeah. They, well, I haven't played a village. Did they like just modernize it a bit, but keep the same vibe? Oh yeah. I mean, it's like if uh, I'm sure you've seen gameplay and everything like that. I mean, naturally it's a big departure from the other games because it's, you know, it's first person things like that, but you know, right. they kept, they kept kind of true to the, you know, some of the standards of resident evil, which is item management, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit of crafting. They, they introduced uh, a little more of a fleshed out shop with upgrades to your, your weapons and, and healing and stuff like that. So if they give that the treatment for resident evil four, I'm, I mean, I'm down for it. Don't get me wrong, but just let me, uh, let me hold more shit. (laughs) Fair, fair. All right. Yeah. I just, I haven't really been into resident evil since four. Really. I played halfway through seven, never touched eight. I own it. Just never touched it. I I'm, I'm optimistic about it. I'll, I'll give it a playthrough, and if it's great, I'll play through it again and again. But it's it's going to be a day one purchase for me, just for nostalgia's mm-hmm. sake. Oh yeah, I mean, I can't say no. It, I think it's the the thing that I'm most excited for, based off of that state of play. And I can't imagine it better not be a timed exclusive or some nonsense. I don't think Capcom will allow that. But for it to show up on the uh, the state of play showcase, you know, are we going to see it? you know, fleshed out in any other, in any other show, you know, that we're going to be talking about, you know, shortly, you know, that's, I mean, yeah. that's my, that's my curiosity, you know? Yeah, completely. I, I, I wonder too, I doubt it, it will be Sony exclusive or anything. I think the only thing Resident Evil had exclusive for PlayStation was the VR stuff for seven. So yeah. Yeah. And village too. I think they, uh, 
they featured mm-hmm. they featured village in VR as well, which Harry was alluding to with his bonk, uh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the internet mm-hmm. has been you know highly thirsting after a certain tall vampire woman. Is she technically oh, a yeah. vampire? She's like a bat vampire, right? Mm-hmm. I bat. don't know what she is. I haven't played the game. I just know everyone calls dragon. her mommy. She is big mommy. Aaron, I think you would really enjoy Village. You should check it out. Actually, I would. I would watch you stream that game. It, it's actually, it's much more mild than Resident Evil Seven was, in my opinion. There, you know, obviously it's yeah. had its cat and mouse sections and stuff like that, but it was very right. enjoyable. Now I got halfway through seven because I had the intention of playing through seven to play eight, but we mm-hmm. got three quarters of the way through the second. I don't want to say it, the second level technically the bug family member. Oh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the mom. Yeah. Wife. So we were done with we were done quote unquote with the dad, and then we were almost done with the mom. Because I know the dad oh, yeah. comes back, but. <laughs> I think I think Village was comparatively better than Seven. Mm. Yes, yes, I think they did an awesome job with that. I love the tie-ins that they had, and that's that's what I'm really looking for. A little bit of retconning into Resident Evil Four um, mm-hmm. to see how you know how Leon how Leon's situation can kind of uh, connect to that. Like, get rid of Las Plagas. I don't even care. Like, get yeah. rid of Las Plagas unpopular opinion so would get you, rid of get rid of resident evil 5 or or you're gonna have to take resident evil 5 into the fold as well of the fungus i mean if they keep up this pattern we're going to get a resident evil 5 remake mm-hmm. so but but the mold the fungus is already the big thing in seven and eight right that's what it all is yeah yeah you're right the mold so, i call it the fungus it's the mold you got me yeah, right. Yeah, so the mold is the current thing. Like, have they brought up the viruses in 7 or 8? I think there might have been some allusion to it, but not All right. not like anything in particular. Like, if anything, oh God, I can't remember right off the top of my head. Obviously, I mean, there are some references to Umbrella. Mm-hmm. Right. But I don't know right. that they I don't think they go directly into it because they don't talk about Raccoon City or anything like that, because this is totally different, totally different settings totally separated. Yeah. 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 So they just yeah, deal like with I said, the, the last one I played heavily was four. So. Well, you're going to play it again. I will. I but will. It, but will it's I so far it? away. But it's so far away. It's a uh, 2023, right. I think. Right. Mm hmm. 2023. Yeah. Yeah. My wife's birthday next year exciting stuff. look at that you guys can have a wonderful festive spooky party <laughs> hey honey uh, i know it's your birthday but you want to play resident evil 4 with me <laughs> <laughs> i'm All sure right. she'd appreciate the heck out of that what other standouts do you guys have from the show there uh standouts spider-man or domes spider-man spider-man on pc are you gonna play it oh yeah i think Finally. i re- like reference it like twice in this podcast in the, in the past i'm like i'm ready for it to come to pc <sighs> one day <laughs> larry we, you'll, you'll, you'll get a pc it's on it's on the goal sheet it's on the it's on the dream board <laughs> one day i'll play spider-man just like one day you'll watch the batman uh will i though <laughs> at this point will i though Listen, I'm just I'm reserving myself to the fact that you'll never watch the Batman and Harry and I are just going to have to tell you the entire story. 
But what we'll have to do is we'll tell you the story in real time. So you'll need two and a half hours of your time for us to tell you <laughs> poorly, mind you, what happened. All right, in the I story. have one one requirement for me to sit through this. No drinks. <laughs> it has to be it has to be no, it has to be told with sock puppets. Oh yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Can I do like uh the Joker, like uh, the Riddler? <laughs> yeah, it's just, wasn't it's supposed up. to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be weird when um Batman and Catwoman sock puppets have to kiss and Harry and I have to interlock oh. fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay. I honestly I promise you I will watch it before the sequel drops. No, I don't believe it. <laughs> Just like I won't be able to play Spider-Man. Hey, come- we got to get you to play Spider-Man. It's honestly one of the best games I've played in a long time. It's the one of my only platinum trophies on PlayStation. I'm going so to I'm come to your house, Aaron. I'm going to put the Batman on and I'm going to sit there and watch you watch it. You would have to drive to my house first, punk. <laughs> and you know what you do? I dare you. You know what you do while while that's happening is you go live on Twitch from your phone and just stream the fact that he is, you know, starting to watch it. <laughs> and then you create a quick clip, you know, just so that you have it or you could just record that's on your phone it. and then, you know, load it up to your YouTube or whatever, you know. But we just need proof at this point because I'm starting All to right. think that we're getting like a Gran Torino style uh, Aaron here where he's just like grumpy old man that is going to. It's going to actually just reject the idea of the Robert Pattinson Batman at this juncture. I watched the lighthouse instead and said I watched Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Robert so, Pattinson, William Defoe, he's the Riddler. Let's go. Willem Defoe, Willem DeFriend. Yo, yo. So I'll, we were both excited about the stray. I'm jumping way far into the state of play, <laughs> but Stray. I am actually excited for Stray and seeing how higher tier members of PlayStation Plus just get it for free. I'm in. Higher tier. What is that? There's three tiers of PlayStation Plus now. You trying to say you're a higher class than one of us? I tell you what. Neither of you guys have PlayStations. You don't even have PlayStation Plus. How could I insinuate anything? How do you know I don't have PlayStation Plus? Because then you would play Spider-Man. I have a PlayStation Vita. <laughs> All right, that's problematic. That's fair. <laughs> I, I guess you could still have PlayStation Plus for that. Listen, I, I, I have PlayStation Plus for my Steam Deck. <laughs> <laughs> you buy a Steam Deck before you get a PC. I'm going to have word with your boy. <laughs> I saw something. I mean, actually. the price. <laughs> go ahead harry go ahead i got nothing the price comparison i mean it's technically a pc at that point i mean you can load windows on it and stream from your steam deck oh you so, almost did it you almost did it you almost owed me I a almost said, almost said a stream deck you're right <laughs> oh, the, we need oh. to go back to that one and just drink take shots to whatever we mess it up because i'm sure so, i messed it up a whole bunch that just sounds like alcohol poisoning honestly Hmm. So, but, uh, they, 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 they showed a bunch of, uh, VR stuff. Is that anything that interests you guys? Oh, I'm getting a PlayStation VR too. Day not one. Pass, like, not I'm, passing I'm it up. I'm reordering it. I, I missed out. Yeah, kind of not for Village, honestly. Like, eh, I can play up to that meme, but honestly, <laughs> honestly, what it is, is I feel like I've missed out too much on VR of what I want to experience. 
And right now I can't honestly support Oculus because Facebook scares me. And I'm mm-hmm. not getting an Oculus at this point. Yep. That's PlayStation the VR one is too old at this point to want to buy. Oh no, absolutely. And an HTC Vive or a Valve Index is way too expensive. Mm-hmm. So here we are. PlayStation VR. It's gonna be like three hundred bucks. It's gonna be pretty well featured from what we've seen so far. And it's gonna have modern tech in it. Now is the is the old rift, is that tied to Facebook too? Yeah. Yeah, Facebook owns Oculus. Now, if you go buy an Oculus Rift 2, it's called a Meta Rift. Okay. Because Meta owns it. Hmm. And you, and you have to sign up in with your Facebook to your Oculus account, and then all your purchases go through Facebook payment and are that's, tied to your Facebook account. And just, no. That's no, despicable. No, 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 no. I, I have to say, I've kind of been on the outside of the, the PSVR stuff, but... Um, what can we really expect out of an updated PSVR? Are we getting just, um, what, better refresh rate, better screen, better processing power out of it, that kind of thing? Better processing power, better screens, better field of view, inside-out tracking, so it's pretty modern setup. Oh, cool. And uh, the new controllers are pretty much the same as Oculus's controllers. They have the ring grip. They have smell vision so it has motion sensing. And yeah. a new Skyrim release. I mean, honestly, if they port Skyrim VR to it, I would buy it and I would play it. Uh, yeah, I posted a picture. I posted a picture of the new PlayStation VR in the Discord, so you guys can see it if you haven't. But it looks like a modern, high-end VR headset. Oh yeah, sure. Oh, so, sure does. With the stylistic theming of the PlayStation Five, it still has that dang cord s- sticking out of it, though. I mean, wireless wireless tech for <laughs> VR is still ways away if it's not got all the processing power in it. Do the it, latency, it, do the lag, do the... I wish it would be compatible with PC. That'd be awesome. I mean, the DualShock, they released the DualSense drivers for PC, so they may, but I wouldn't hold your breath. Hmm. But, but yeah, this is going to be around the price of the VR... The old VR, it's 200 bucks, 250 bucks, maybe 300. That's really That's accessible. Still a, a well-priced headset. So on, on top of the rare PS5s you have to find first. I mean, I've had mine since launch, so I am not concerned. If other people need one, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What you're saying is if you leave your <laughs> door unlocked when I get a free PS5. <laughs> <laughs> sure, good luck. Good luck. Do it. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Oh no, that would work. <laughs> you were you were just uh, mentioning a little game that I'm kind of excited about myself because it's a little spooky. But the Callisto Project uh, Protocol, excuse me, Pro- Protocol. I'm excited about it. And I mess up the name. How about that? Right. <laughs> I mean, you're so excited, you just can't talk straight. It makes total sense. Brain is scrambled eggs. I'm I'm looking forward to it. That's one that stuck out to me. So I know little to nothing about this. A lot of people are like the entire time is like, is this Dead Space? It looks so before, much like before it. they drop the name because it's on a sci-fi horror. The guy's suit looks kind of like the rig from Dead Space. Like, it it kind of looked like a, a Doom movie. Mm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. 
Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, no, I, I was uh, I was just really kind of like uh, intrigued by that graphical fidelity. Like I, I, it had me thinking like just when I thought games couldn't look any better, you know, it it seemed like it was in engine stuff. If I'm not mistaken, I hope that wasn't getting me getting tricked by pre-rendered um, cinematic trailer type of stuff. But it looked like it was in engine. Yeah, it does look in engine and it looks mm-hmm. holy crap. I was at work during the state of play, so I was more listening to it and glancing occasionally. Mm-hmm. This game looks gorgeous. Oh yeah. Like But like wow. for before they before they released the name, I was they're looking at it, I was like, are they turning the Doom movie into a game? Because that's what the creatures look like, the half metamorphosed uh creatures from Mars. And and that's why yeah. I think it ha- it had a little bit of a connotation of um of who do what's it's dead space you know mm-hmm. that's right i said hey what's it's i know why it looks so good it's unreal engine 5 from the base up Ooh. <laughs> so there we go you know when we when we start getting games on you know like full-fledged games and, and experiences off of unreal engine 5 i just it's gonna be crazy because they're gonna look awesome but these are gonna be like the first games coming out on that so like people haven't really flexed their muscle their creative muscle with making it so like if everything turns out looking as good as it does right now you can just think years down the line how much they can squeeze out of this engine mm-hmm. yeah yeah and what and, a time to be alive yeah because i feel like now we finally hit the point where graphic fidelity is to the point where you can actually justify a 4k tv like, yeah i agree i could agree with that like Graphics just won't Me? get any better than E.T. on the Atari. <laughs> There's so many of those buried in the desert uh, still. I had I had a copy. I see. I've never even seen gameplay of that. I have no idea what's going on. Not oh, as rare as you think it would be. Oh, what the game? The game is not as rare as you think it would be. I took it to a collector and they said, yeah, I get it like at least once one of them a month. Wow. Like, oh. Well, they made way too many so, of them. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't even a good game. <laughs> so. <laughs> wonderful stuff. Yeah. I So, I mean, to touch back on that, I almost literally have no idea what's going on in Callisto Protocol. Except, Same. Except there's spooky stuff happening. There's monsters. And I probably. I probably won't finish it. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's because it's spooky. <laughs> I, I mean, it really uh, has to, it really has to get its hooks in me, and I got I better hope that I don't get stuck somewhere because it'll make me go, okay, that's enough, no nightmares for Larry. <laughs> right, right. Oh my God. Uh, See, uh, I've not played a horror game. Like, we'll be there to pat you on the back if you if you play it on stream. We'll pat you on the back. Oh my goodness, we'll be your I support. Yo, I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine getting into that on stream. Like, you guys will see a side I of mean, me that. You need to, and you need to turn off all your lights and just use the glow of your monitor as your face light. And put some creepy, ominous uh, audio clips in there so we can scare you with them. Or just we (laughs) drop, like, he's down a dark hole, we drop a quack in chat and freak him out. (laughs) (laughs) What was that? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, See, I need to play more of these games. I'm excited. Gaming feels exciting again right now. 
And that's what that's what's awesome. That's why I love this time of year, because it's like gaming Christmas. We get to get excited about all the stuff that we love on a year round basis. Now, I get it. Like we get busy. We're tired. We you know, this is the Gamer Sleep podcast. We rarely ever even talk about how we are or are not sleeping, even though we joke around about it. Right. But this and copious amounts of caffeine as my uh, my my friends and and colleagues will know i mean this that keeps me going this energizes me you know getting excited about this is this is a very rejuvenating time of year for tech and for gaming in general and it's great well that really stuck out to me though Uh, hell yeah hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) but one that really stuck out to me like since we're talking about prettiness and like good looking games uh seasons well, season, oh. uh, a letter to the future. That was a really good looking game. Oh, that was that game the bicycle game? Lovely. Yes. It has a lovely art style. Ugh. I'm getting, I'm getting like a, uh, what's the game I played? The music game I played on stream. I can't think of it right now. An artful escape. Yes, it is very, that vibe. Of that. it seems very but, zen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like this game is going to make you a sobbing mess. By the end, like somewhere yeah. something's going to happen. You're just going to start crying. Like, it makes me sleepy. <laughs> you know, it reminds me as weird as it is, like how peaceful it is. It reminds me. You guys remember Flower? Oh, mm-hmm. Flower was oh, yeah. great. It reminds me. It reminds me kind of something like that, you know, where it's just it, it seems like it's got story, obviously. But at the same time, it just seems kind of like a like a journey, like, a you know, something to just kind of Zen your way through. Yeah, for sure. It just something about it tells me it's going to have very deep emotional undertones. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> but Listen, if, I'm looking if, forward to that. If looking if forward to Carrie cry, then I'm all for it. Oh man, I was tearing up on watching your stream the other night. I was at work just like trying to hold it back. Same, same. <laughs> Walking Dead season one is so intense. Oh my goodness, <sighs> no, yeah, it is, it is. I'm holding my eyeballs right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting there like the whole the duck scene. I was just like, oh man, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> find a happy place, find a happy place, find a happy place. And all I can say is, man, screw Ben. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Ben Ben's worthless. Ben's worthless. Anyway, all right, we're getting sidetracked here. We can talk about the we can talk about Walking Dead, you know, in a little bit, but we gotta get through this state of play because no one cares about me playing Walking Dead season one, except for if they're on the stream itself. But there's other games that they went through here, like Roller Dome. We got some Street Fighter Six info. Obviously, we know Tunic is going to be coming over to PlayStation. Uh, better late than never. Um, all the the Sony folks are going to be able to enjoy that fantastic little title. And then finally. The final, final fantasy 16. Is it really the final, final fantasy? It is not going to be the final, final is fantasy. It, final. Is it finally, finally going to be the final fantasy? No, <laughs> it's not finally going to be the final fantasy. Finally, the, the last final fantasy will say finally fancy. fantasy. No, it's going to be the final, final fantasy. <laughs> now, by no means for all my uh, final fantasy friends and fans of final fantasy that are friends. Uh, out there am i wishing for any final final fantasy but <laughs> all right i'm done <laughs> final final fantasy finally 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 
no, I'm amped for Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, it looked it looked really good. I want to know the story. This seems dope. It seems like Wari Wari Ababa Warring Kingdoms, and each kingdom has like a representation of a summon spirit, like an ad like an avatar. It just seems cool. The combat seems so fast. Seems like Devil May Cry mixed with Final Fantasy fifteen. Mm-hmm. Like, I hope it's accessible. I I really do. Like story wise or gameplay wise, both. I I mean I played <laughs> I played the whatever number one it was with Noctis, and fifteen for the, for the for the most part I felt like oh okay I could get into this and then. I got into some fighting and I was like, what do I do? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> yeah, right, right. That's all I did. And then I think I got killed by some monster out in the desert. I don't remember what it was, but it, it murdered me because I went out at night, I think. Uh, see, it's been so long since I played 15. It's hard for me to remember all the details like that. I just remember boys on a road trip in the desert. Let's yeah, go. that's when I played was. The remastered seven. That's the last one I I played. Oh, the seven remaster was so good. I had fun riding around on a chocobo. In fifteen, oh, no, no, big just, chicken. Final Fantasy is not. It looks even though like the games look good and they look fun, just not my cup, you know. Oh, totally, and they're not for everyone. Just like Call of Duty isn't for everyone, or Fortnite's not for everyone. Like everyone's got their own tastes. Everyone's got their own likes. Right. I just I, I want to be a I want to be a part of that, but I feel like I've missed too much. You know, like kind of I've kind of missed that train. See, and I wish people wouldn't feel that way because they're not like it's not like it's tying into other games. It's not and missing any story elements or world lore or anything. It's each game is its own separate thing. All right, fair enough. Final so, Fantasy I think Final Fantasy has one one of the least toxic fan bases out there too. No, they're actually fantastic. No, yeah, least toxic. Least toxic. No, I like the reason I say that is because like, all right, you go play WoW for the first time right now, and you're gonna get <laughs> flamed on, you're gonna get wrecked, you're gonna get destroyed in every single aspect. People are gonna be mean. Don't even try you to play, play Dead Final- by Daylight. Right? Same thing or League of Legends. But I've heard from so many people is if you go start Final Fantasy 14 right now, everyone's like, we're so happy you're here. Let us show you this. Here's some gold. Here's some items. We love that you're here. You know, just love more people finding their game. You are not wrong. I have a I have a friend who, you know, she that's all she like really plays is Final Fantasy. She's playing like the online one right now too. Yeah, 14. Oh, yeah. And she's been talking to me all about like the the housing system and you know, like all, like all the things that are involved with that. And it's just like, they legitimately like the, 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 the players who are in that game are quite literally so invested in it that they're talking about it. Like it's like real real estate, like in real life where they're like, this needs to change. I need to like, almost like they have a committee, <laughs> you know, and they probably yeah. every single, every single one of them playing, it probably feels the same way if they're really invested in it. Right. Yeah, they are. And from what I understand, they kind of do because Final Fantasy kind of listens to their community when they have a consensus complaint. Right, right, they right. Usually fix stuff. That's good. I mean, that's so, better than better than some of the other titles that are out there. I mean, did you hear the news when the most recent expansion dropped for that game? No, not at were all. Were you in the 
it sold so well and it hit their servers so so hard they literally stopped selling new copies of the game wow because they were because they couldn't and they're like if we sell more copies it's just going to be a bad experience for the people who buy it so we're not going to sell copies for a while Jeez. So there was like a two-month period where you could not buy their game that just came out wow that's that's insane. Can you even imagine another game getting away with that? Right. Right. And still like, getting support afterwards. Right. Like, but people said that's a great move because you just guaranteed good gameplay for the people who already bought it. Yeah. Right. Right. Like. No. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So they Final Fantasy, at least fourteen. They really seem to take care of their community. Is it still mm-hmm. like a massive cash grab with all like the cash items you can buy? Yeah, but suckers are going to part with their money one way or another. And if you have to get a pink chocobo for 40 bucks, hey, man, that's on you. Are you considered a sucker at that point? Or are you just enjoying your game? Yeah, You're just I mean, investing money into what you enjoy. Right, right. Don't you go gatekeeping now. That. I told myself that I would uh, never spend money on a game and then Fortnite like dipped into my pocket somehow. <laughs> I gotta get some V bucks. I've bought every season pass for like the last six seasons. Plus, all right. I'll say this: I I give season passes a huge break because I think that is a great way to for the companies to make money and for players to get more out of their game during each season. Mm -hmm. So I see nothing wrong with game with, with season passes. So right, more season passes, less. Less pay to win. Mm-hmm. See, I like I like the Fortnite season pass because it adds missions too. It's not just like cosmetic and everything. It's like here's some missions for some stuff. It's like okay, makes you work for it, right? It seems to right. add a lot of value too, especially like when it's one thing if you buy a season pass and then you never touch the game ever again. Then it's kind of like poor investment, but you play it all the time, so. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you end up making a like a purchase, like a micro transaction or something like that, it's kind of a value proposition. What are you getting for your money? How much joy or value does it add to what you're enjoying or, you know, playing? And, you know, you make that decision for yourself. Exactly. Like for a while there, when I was playing Warzone three times a week with friends, I bought the season pass once. And I just played enough every season to have enough Call of Duty coins to buy the next month's season pass. Mm-hmm. So I only paid it for one in the end. Mm-hmm. So it's really kind of cool. Like I, yeah. I, I don't hate that mentality of season passes. I think this is the first uh, season I did not 100% on Fortnite, though. Whoa. Summer getting to you? No, I just, I don't know. I got other games to play. Fair enough. Fair enough. There- All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, next up there, you know, we have Roller Dome. So, if you ever wanted to be on roller skates and murder some fools, what do you I guys have really, thoughts on? I got a really hard jet set vibe for that. Yeah. Yeah, Jess said vibe, and I love I love the graphical styling they did. It looks so fun and fluid. See, I started it, thinking it like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I, I was like Jet Set with guns. I was like... Kind of. Is, yeah. Is this? yeah, you know what? You're, you're I'm, right. I'm into it. 
I don't if depending on how much it is, I might check it out. I might listen to reviews before I put money down on it, but it's got my attention. It's got <laughs> my attention. Free to play. Oh yeah, I'm getting it. Hey, they want free to say- play or on Game Pass or PlayStation Plus. Like, yeah, done. I would I would check mm-hmm. it out for sure. Absolutely. I mean it's it's one of those things where it was a surprise type of game for me. I didn't expect anything even close to that. Right? Like, yeah, like, totally. like if you told me, all right, we're getting a roller skating murder game, um, I would have just kind of what? Like, I would not have expected that for sure. <laughs> and then the other surprise for me, which I, I wasn't sure what to think of, of actually what it was at first until I think I heard like a like, you know, the Hadouken, you know, sound was Street Fighter ah. 6 finally getting another update that wasn't just a terrible logo. What did you oh guys what did you guys I, gather when you first saw that? I didn't know it was Street Fighter until they said Street Fighter. No, it threw a lot of people off. Like I was watching a giant bombs watch of the state of play and everyone was like, is this virtual fighter? Is this like they couldn't tell what it was until they saw recognizable characters. Because mm-hmm. what? There was that scene of like the character exploring a 3D world. Like, are we getting a mini story here where you have to go from fight to fight actually instead of just like cutscenes? Like, what's that, going on I, here? I saw Ryu and I was like, there it is. Right. Ryu's and Chun and Chun Lee. This time around. Yeah. Ryu's he very all, wide. All bearded and he's got the daddy, daddy thing going on. Oh, yeah. Big daddy vibes. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and but, you know the the things that really intrigue me about that is what direction are they taking? It looks like you have your conventional fighting because they they showed clips of you know standard old Street Fighter fighting, but um, did they are they incorporating a story mode? I, I didn't do any digging into this any further to kind of get any insight, but I, I'll have to uh, I'll have to end up kind of looking at some of my fighting game resources and my my folks that are fans of that to kind of see what what their takes are on it because i won't have a strong opinion on it myself uh, if they I've, had a story i'd be more inclined to play if they had a story yeah and well, if it's all, like an open area be, no but you know what i'm saying like a, a an actual story transversible just, world upon fighting it looks like that's it looks like what we're getting do you like think it like, really does you think more of like a mortal combat style uh, yeah story yeah. something like that or like a um what what was the dc one made by another uh, realm justice injustice yeah something like that yeah where it's like got a transversible world on top of you know the arcade yeah. style fighting i mean it really looks like what we're getting from everything that i can see like mm-hmm. behind the camera shots of the character running around streets climbing ladders we're getting that in some form Right. And I mean, like Mortal Kombat hasn't had anything like that in uh, in recent times. I mean, obviously, they had some spinoffs where, you know, you're you're playing in a different style game. But I mean, are we getting something that kind of like to me, like makes me think like Yakuza when it comes to running around in a in a town? Like what's the open area? Uh You know, is it a closed off area? Is it just mini like mini areas in between fights that trigger story? Chasing someone through the map to another fight zone. Right, 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 right. That could intrigue me to play another, like, I I think of it this way, like, unless you are a hardcore fight fan, like Street Fighter fan, stuff like that, 
which I've known a few who are literally like they would buy whatever, whatever title, you know, no matter how much they change, mm-hmm. how little they change. This is like, to me, this is like people were in a boardroom. They're like, how do we get, how do we get Larry to play this? Like, how do we get him into this? Like, okay, what do we, what do we need to change? What do we need to add? You know, for the people that are not typically going to pick up a fighting game like that and, and go and play. Yeah. I don't think I've played a hard uh, fighter more than a week and like years. Right. 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 Like I think the last one I played heavily and this is going to age me terribly, but it was Tekken four. Hey, that's fine. So I, I, what's, I always what's, enjoyed a good Marvel versus Capcom for sure. Totally mm-hmm. fair. What's, what's intriguing to me too, that people are pointing out is that it's seeming like this game is trying to do what Mortal Kombat was it nine did was nine, the big reboot. Or is yes. X. X, I think. Either way, there are three new characters introduced in this trailer. And it's been a long time since Street Fighter's done something like our announcement trailer has this many new characters. So a lot of people are like, is this them passing the torch to the quote unquote next generation Street Fighters? Like starting to let rely less on the classics of Ryu and Chun Li and Mm-hmm. introduce some new characters some fresh elements some fresh vibes to get new people into it that don't feel alienated i don't know who these are i don't care about these people i think someone is, is like one of them is the new bad too yeah it seems that way but we got a, like three new characters introduced and it seems like a new generation they're younger they're different style that's more modern Mm-hmm. I'll be intrigued because they've aged everyone up. Chun Li's looking older. Ryu's looking daddy. Like <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. And even then, they could always retcon it if 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 folks don't gravitate towards these new characters, these newer you know uh, personalities. Then they could always just okay, it was one off. Let's uh, let's de-age our main characters, and this I, is now know. you know this this could make or break. Honestly, I feel that way with most like uh, Street Fighter fans. I feel like they're like, "Oh, this isn't what we like. This company's going to hell and leave." Like, I See, feel like the they're thing, that toxic. They can be. Go on, Larry. You know, something like Street Fighter. I mean, it's very competitive. You you tweak that game even a little bit, and the whole community is thrown off, and they're gonna voice their displeasure with you. That's it's competitive, and it's the the folks that play that game take it so seriously like it's a livelihood for some of them we've talked about that on previous shows where you know mm-hmm. folks that i know were really in this for like money we're in this for competition so right. the the casual fan like myself that i can you know smash the special button nonstop cuz the game can be accessible like that they spend hours and hours of time learning and understanding the game so you change or introduce something that's new, it throws off everything entirely. Right. And I know fans okay. weren't really happy with the previous iteration. You know, they, that, yeah. the community was very unhappy with it from what I knew. Yeah, I was mm-hmm. going to bring that up. But the fact of the matter is, even though the overall consistency of five is a big meh from the fan base, it seems, they're still amped for this new one. Like, oh, it absolutely. did not deflate them at all. And from the few people that I've heard that are are in the fighting game community, they're very excited about the prospects of this game. <laughs> so. Sure, I mean, what's not to be excited for? I mean, if they if they had something that 
got changed on them that they weren't exactly excited about, and this is a chance to address some of that, why not, right? right. New content is new content right. regardless, and if you're a big fan of it, I mean, I'll always take more content of something that I love. If something, you know, like if it didn't live up to my expectations in the previous one, will I be a little bit hurt? Yeah. Am I going to look forward to something new, especially if I can see some meaningful improvement? I think that's, you know, a big step in the right direction. And it's even exciting for someone like me who is not necessarily a fighting game aficionado, someone who's not, you know, into it, you know, and I'll, I'll be keeping my eye on it for sure. Right, totally. And at the end of the day, we'll just have to see what the fan base thinks. While we were saying that Final Fantasy is one of the friendliest fan bases, fighting games tend to be some of the most decisive communities. Like, they will hate mm-hmm. something viciously, or they will defend it to the last breath. Oh, yeah. And just sidebar, so, that helps That helps me want to keep an eye on um, multiverses, too. Like, I can't know how that continues to, to go. I mean, right, it's not going right, to be your most serious title in the world but could it actually carve out its own space too yeah i think it definitely could i think that would fall in a different subcategory though that's like a arena fighter i would think more than like a platform fighter whatever they call it now oh you're you're absolutely right hair i i think it's it's a totally different thing i mean you can't go from like smash to street fighter and classify it almost in the same way mm -hmm. it's a very different style i think i think Go on. I think multiverses is like a lot of the Smash community are loving it right now. Oh yeah, it's I just I don't think more it's content. The, mm-hmm. I don't think it's and I don't I don't I think like the characters they add in there make it harder to be toxic because like it's just fun. That's what it's right. meant to be. I think it's meant to be fun. Totally agree. I think that like covers our bases for you know the the state of play. Um, I guess if you had to, you guys both were of the mindset that this is one of the best state of plays, you know, in recent memory. So, I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of with you. I'm kind of with you. I, I tend to have less judgment on them because I can't partake in a lot of the titles. But no matter what, I think there's some good stuff here that, you know, I think I think we can all appreciate. And I really like their presentation. It was short. It was to the point, all things considered. And... I mean, I, if I had to give it a grade, like, why not, you know, give it a, you know, B plus A minus type of situation, right? It, uh, you know, it didn't yeah. have, maybe it didn't have something that was necessarily going to knock your socks off, but my, my socks were already off and I was really happy for Resident Evil 4. That was my, that was my game of show. Mine was uh, Spider-Man. Mine was Final Fantasy 16. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, and with that, so... With that, we've got more showcases to look forward to going into this, you know, into later into June. So what I'm really happy about, again, I reiterate to you guys that this is the time of year for us to get really into the weeds with the kind of stuff that's coming out, things that we can look forward to, things that we wish for, right, as gamers. And I can kind of kick that off with, obviously, we had our state of play on June uh, June 2nd. We get Summer Game Fest, which is going to be like kind of covering almost everything here that starts on June 9th. Uh, and within those types of things, we've got the Microsoft Bethesda conference that's going to be happening on June 12th uh, for the first time, I think, at least that I'm aware of. Uh, Netflix, uh, Netflix's Geeked Week uh, is June 10th. 
And that's really more or less going to be Netflix shows, movies, things like that. Just, you know, geek entertainment. Um, I can say geek because I'm, you know, I'm an absolute nerd, geek, you know, whatever it might be. We've got Tribeca Games Spotlight as well, which is uh, also on June 10th. And that one was interesting to me because I had not really caught um, Tribeca as a, as a showcase prior to. And I did look into that a little bit further. Um, and, you know, based on any of those guys, is there anything in particular that you are looking forward to based on that list? Uh, I'm looking forward to origins. That one is coming out on the sixth. That was like one of the ones that I was like, Oh, Hey, look, that's coming out here soon. Oh, actually. Yeah. How close? Almost my birthday. Oh, just from like uh, the game pass th- uh, mm-hmm. point of view, like that one's releasing. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their summer release was put out there yesterday. I want to say. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, I skipped over that one myself. I, we talked about that a little bit and I, I went straight mm-hmm. into Odyssey personally. Yeah. As opposed to I, going into Origins for Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I never played Origins. And I was like, I wait till, wait till it comes out. And then it's like finally coming out. I was like, took it long enough. Jeez. Where, where did you catch that information for it coming out? To uh, It's coming over to Game Pass, right? I saw it on my Xbox. Oh, okay. 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 And then I saw it online. They, they released the list. I saw that today. That The list says the seventh, but my Xbox says the sixth. So I'm going to go with what my Xbox is saying. That's to- fair. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, on the, on the topic of Microsoft, you know, Microsoft, Bethesda kind of things. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to that showcase in particular myself. That's, I think, the one that I'm most interested in at this point. Um, so that's going to be on uh, June 12th. 1 p.m. Eastern time, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm really looking forward to getting some more information on Starfield. We've talked about this a little bit before. Hopefully we'll get some red oh, yeah. ball information. Um, and are you guys looking at, have you looked at anything in particular, anything that Microsoft or Bethesda can put out there for you that would really make the show for you? I mean, I'm still got high hopes that we get an Elder Scrolls name unveiling. Not a date, mm-hmm. not a trailer, but the name of the next Elder Scrolls. I think we will get this show. I'd be happy with like anything Bethesda, honestly. Yeah, Bethesda is what I'm really excited about when it yeah. comes to the Xbox. And I think that's why they even list it as the Xbox plus Bethesda game showcase. Oh, no, absolutely. They have to. I mean, with with how big that, you know, how big that studio is within Microsoft's ecosystem at this point, you have to give it that kind of a space. You can't just shove Bethesda, you know, you can't shove them in a corner. And I think that Starfield is really going to be I think that's going to be the game of of that show. You know, that's going to be the big gun. Right. The Bethesda showcase is going to be that and then i bet the very end there'll be a one more thing and it'll be a name unveil and we're done right right outer (laughs) the outer worlds too oh my god (laughs) the first one was awesome i love that trailer we talked about Mm -hmm. it before how how that whole trailer for this the second one is like a, a big joke so yeah that's exciting i mean i i almost i almost don't want to 
search and spoil anything because I want to be surprised during that show. And I want to be able to end up having a conversation about that with you guys uh, based on what you take away from it. Uh, it, it. Much in the same way that we talked about the Sony state of play. You know, I'm, I'm not a big Sony guy myself mm-hmm. in terms of like my experience and, and, and being able to play it, but I still get excited about all of it and learning about all of it. Exactly. So I'm going to try to watch all of these events from Summer Games Fest to keep up with it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to expect from half of them at all. Like, it's totally going in blind. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, like, I don't know. Just like, what is the Netflix geek end week? Like, what I mean, is I that? Looked, I, I looked into that. So I can I can give you a little more insight on that because I was I was really curious about it. And I, I had to look at look at it because I was like, are they doing something with games? And and no, it's it's really just like, you know, geek culture. So their their geeked week is going from the 6th to the 10th. So they have multiple days lined up. Um, all right. So, I mean, r- again, really, it's all about just Netflix entertainment. So they really start off with um, like sneak peeks into like over 40 uh, of their titles, like uh, the Sandman, the Gray Man, um, Umbrella Academy season three, uh, talking about Stranger Things season four. And I think other mm-hmm. Stranger Stranger Things types of uh, content from what I could see. Uh, do do uh, what have we got here? Before we go any further on that, uh, yeah. Larry, did you see did you see that TikTok I sent you from that Coheed put out? Yes, it was awesome. I saw the uh, the Stranger <laughs> Things tie in with it. That's actually yeah. Coheed had that on their story, and yeah. they they actually put out cassette tapes, special edition cassette tapes for that. And I couldn't get I couldn't get one. I just I was looking around for the link on it, but I, maybe it's on their store and I didn't catch it. But that was huge. Uh, that was awesome. It's, it's hilarious. I was sitting there, I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send it to you later. All right, yeah, yeah. Let me know how that is because I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely. I mean, I also don't watch Stranger Things. Oh, so <gasps> that's okay. See, yeah, another, okay. another sin, another sin. I'm restarting from season one because I, I, I just started season three and then I kind of lost interest on it. But that's like when Violet was a newborn, so it was kind of like, hey, little busy, gotta- little busy, little busy. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's a good content binge for sure. And it's it's a vibe. I love that 80s vibe. And mm-hmm. they do a good job with that. The the Duffer Brothers, I believe, is who it is. Um, yeah, so Geeked Week is going to give you um, everything from talking about like series like Resident Evil, Warrior Nun, Umbrella Academy, Sandman, like I said before. Um, there is a Chris Hemsworth movie coming out there called uh, Spiderhead. And then like uh, the Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, uh, the gray man. Uh, And then their last day, which is on June 10th, is going to go over like more animation items like uh, the Cuphead show, stuff like that. Things that they're putting out for that kind of stuff. So, so, I mean, that's more or less like for our our film buffs. Uh, I, I I don't know that I'll dive into that myself personally. If anything, I think the Tribeca game show would give um maybe a little more of stuff that's up our alley. And what's interesting about that is I I did look at that and you can actually purchase a pass like either for in person, which it's in New York. I I won't be going to New York, but you can also do this from home as well. So something like an at home digital demo experience for the Tribeca show uh, is five bucks and you can experience Tribeca selections from the comfort of your own home, anywhere in the world. 
and includes access for one guest to book up to three at-home game experiences during a scheduled time slot of your choice. And that's they, you know they kind of cool, right? Right, absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And um, like games, for instance, I'm on their website, and some of this I could have sworn. I thought some of this stuff was already out, but I'm absolutely mistaken. I'll just read a couple of these. So they've got selections like A Plague Tale, Requiem. I I remember A Plague Tale. I don't know if you guys remember that one, but that game. No, that game was was cool. That was one with the the rats. I thought it was a a cool experience. Uh, Maybe not exactly. It was an experience. It was an experience, but. It was an experience. I was playing through it and I was just like. It, it, it was good. Uh, just wasn't exciting. Mm, you know, I got like, you. I got you. Yeah, those rats were ruthless, though, man. They chewed mm-hmm. everything oh, up. Yeah. That's crazy. So that's like that thing that's memorable for me. It's like I liked how they played with light and, light and darkness in that game. And I, I thought it looked great, too. It was a beautiful game. Uh, American Arcadia as Dusk Falls. Cuphead, the delicious last course, which is the DLC we've been waiting for years for. Um, so they I, actually have an ex- experience for that. Go ahead, Aaron. I love that name. Delicious last course. It literally is abbreviation is DLC. <laughs> you know what I'm really waiting for? Honestly, what are you really waiting for? Honestly, I'm waiting for the new Bendy game. They're doing a new Bendy game. Yeah, they have a uh, Bendy in the dark revival. Oh, I didn't know they're even doing a new one. Yeah, I never got to experience Bendy. Oh my god! Oh, it's so good. Horror? Have you? Oh. Seen, it's it's horror. Yes, it's horror, but it's like fifties animation horror. So like Cuphead, mm-hmm. but horror instead of a shooter. Side yeah. hmm. I haven't like seen a, that. I haven't seen on on the Xbox. Is it like mobile and PC too? I played uh, on Xbox. You played on Xbox. Yeah, it is okay. on Xbox. Yeah, mm-hmm. Bendy and the Ink Machine. Right, that's the first one. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to check that out because, uh, you know, I, I, I always see merchandise for it. Like you go into Target or something like that and you see bendy stuff all over the place in the in the, the, the gaming game. section. The kids love it. But like me and my wife, when we were on quarantine, we played through it. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's got very like not in similarities game wise. Like I get Five Nights at Freddy's vibe level horror. Like, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, it's spooky, but it's fun. Honestly, the animation reminds me of a lot of uh, the Walking Dead. Oh, like uh, the the Telltale Walking Dead. I yeah. I, I saw that yeah. it's like very inky. You know, it's very yeah. uh, hand drawn, like ink style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's cool. I have to take a peek at that too because if you recommend it, oh, it's it's a great story. Okay. Okay. And what's what's the gameplay style like? It's like a first person. You can like. Um, it's like you've got combat and then you can do puzzles and stuff and basic game, really. Yeah. Like figuring stuff out. You got bosses. Okay. Okay. Uh, to continue the list here, a game that I'm like really excited for myself. And I don't know if you guys ever tried it. It's a little bit slower, but oxen free. So oxen free too. so much signals. good about I've heard so much good about Oxen Free. I think I own it several places, but I've never played it. <laughs> I've never beaten it, but it is awesome. I downloaded it on PlayStation for one reason. Because there was a game that I played called Ollie Ollie. 
And that Raleigh, was Raleigh Oxenfree. <laughs> Gosh, dang it, Harry. Ali <laughs> Ali <Ollie> Oxenfree. <laughs> Is that a bad reason to download a game? I think not. <laughs> Get out. Whatever, what, however you think it makes you happy, that's fine by me. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> with, uh, I mean, with that, <laughs> that is the Tribeca <laughs> type of show. So that seems like it's a little more immersive, giving you abilities to kind of like enjoy see, some of those games without being pressed. I, I don't expect any of you to have an answer, but when did Tribeca get into games? I thought they were just uh, movies. I thought it was the Tribeca Film Festival. I didn't know they had any interest in the gaming. Right. That's what I associate Tribeca with myself. Uh, let's see. I can find some information here, maybe. I mean, it just kind of like, sounds like, wow, look at that. They did something I, last year, too, and there's Tribeca Interactive. Yeah, so, so tri- Tribeca Games at the Tribeca Festival celebrates the convergence of games, entertainment, and culture, highlighting the storytelling, art, and innovation of games. Tribeca champions every frontier in the art of storytelling, and video games are at the forefront of pushing narrative to ever greater heights. Um, the advisory board of visionary leaders in both the film and games industry champion Tribeca's power in shaping the future of games as a powerful form of storytelling. It's kind of cool. I mean, you see some, uh, you see some names in here. We're all familiar with on the, on yeah. the advisory board. You got, uh, let's see, Nia DaCosta. She's a filmmaker, John Favreau, uh, also known as happy in the MCU. Um, Bing Gordon, Jeff Keeley. Uh, Jeff Keeley actually hosts Summer Game Fest. It does the uh, or not Summer Games Fest, the Game Awards. Excuse me. Uh, Hideo Kojima, uh, uh-huh. Sam Lake, uh, Kiki Wolfkill, and Donald Mustard, Chief Creative Officer. Oh wait, I know that Donald Mustard name. I know that he's a CCO, but he was he's been around the gaming industry for a long time as well. Yeah, I knew a good chunk of those names. So I'm actually yes. kind of impressed. Like, yes. all right, now, now it's got my attention. Like I, I knew, I knew the name. Uh, Donald mustard is uh, chief creative officer for Epic games. So, he's, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew, I knew he was there. I just couldn't remember, but yeah. So obviously we've got like Tribeca is a bunch of professionals that have come together to kind of pick out different titles and experiences that are hopefully going to be enjoyable. Yeah, we're going to have a struggle recording the next episode with all of this happening in between. All of this drops in the next two weeks. Quite literally. I mean, like Summer Game Fest is going to collect all this information because we haven't even touched on things like Devolver, Ubisoft, EA, Mm -hmm. anything that comes out of any of this stuff. So broad strokes, we got a lot to cover. Hey, that's good. That's good for us, though. It was getting kind of scarce in between February and June. And it always does that time of year. So we're going to get creative next year when we get to that again, because we're going to have to. But there's going to be so much to cover in the next two weeks. But at the end of the day, we are also uh, gaming pop culture, so we can we can follow other stuff as well. Exactly. We have options. We can talk about live games, movies, music, concerts we go to. I'm a, giant wind, I'm a giant windbag. I can talk about whatever, right? <laughs> totally. You got this. One man show. Speaking one man show. No way. I got you guys here to back me up. So hey, speaking of talking about whatever, I mean, we've got the new trailer for Pokemon uh, Scarlet Violet that just came out. Yes. And that had some awesome, awesome shit in it. I'm real excited for this stuff. Let's shock. Mm-hmm. And now Pop- we're done. 
<laughs> right, lechonk, lechonk, lechonk. Give me that pig. Smolov is all right too. I, I hey. mean, Smolov has at least a cool naming convention. But I mean, it's an it's, it's an olive plant with anxiety. I'm in. Like Smolov, I can't relate to that. Smolov kind of looks like if I let me let me just flip back over to a picture of Smolov. Smolov looks like a Wismer, right? Looks like Wismer with an olive on its head. Yeah, and it's got if anxiety. It if it doesn't evolve into a, evolve into a cocktail and be upset, if Lechonk doesn't go to Lechonk, I'll be upset. <laughs> I saw somebody made him a real beefy boy, like a fighting like ground type. Was he Lechongus <clears throat> after that? Uh, something like that. Something like that. It was crazy. He looked really cool. The like the fake design, like the what the person wanted wanted him to look like, and like I would, yeah, Lechonk would be on my team for sure. How do you feel, yeah, Larry, about the Pikachu clone this time around? I think the Pikachu clone is cool. Um, I saw that. I think in in Powder's Discord they were chatting about that, if I'm not mistaken, or it might have been Zarafia's, but. They were talking about it. I, I like it. And apparently, this one will have an evolution. Is oh. the rumor? Oh, that's that's uh, the okay, rumor. I'm but because they've never done that before, and that's the thing. I I can't find who in the world was talking about it. It might have been on Twitter. It might have been over on Twitter. I saw it. So because they're what usually the pretty good clone? about. Uh, the name of the new Pika clone. Pika clone. Hold on, I'm getting paw, to it. I'm paw, on. I'm paw on paw this. I'm on the Scarlet and Violet site. It Palmy? is Pommy. Pommy, yeah. Oh, he looks adorable. Yeah, All the yeah. new Pokemon are actually like, I love the new legendaries. Coridon and Maridon. Yeah, Ooh. I couldn't have remembered their names if I tried, but I like the one that doesn't look like like a dragon. I like the one that's floating. The snake. Yeah. Here's the thing. Everyone's predicting these are going to be ones that form change and you can ride on to get around the open world because Coridon looks like a motorcycle and Maridon looks like a jet bike. <laughs> yeah, you know, they do. I, I did see. I did see. And Maridon that. has a seat. You sit back there. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And the antennas are handlebars. Like, let's go. I think the designs are really great for them, too. Especially because it seems like the theming is past versus future. Because even the professors being different, the one from uh, Scarlet is very tribal, has teeth necklaces and leather clothing. She has fangs. And fangs. And the violet one has like a suit, like a space suit and like leather and like padding and armor. Mm -hmm. So this and. Obviously, the legendaries Coridon looks very raw and rugged and tribal, and Coridon looks very futuristic tech. And even the p- eyes have pixels in Coridon. Gotcha. Like yeah, oh, like man, a that's screen. That's some good pickups there. But like, okay, so let's say that's the case, right? You've got possibly different timelines, like different different eras that you're in. Like, what? <laughs> it like my brain just scrambles thinking about how you tie like those things together and how your main character, you know, you know how every time they put out two different Pokemon titles, 
It's usually just a copy and paste of the same thing, just with a couple different Pokemon you can't get in one or the other. Right. Like, and I don't know if they'll be tied together. This could just simply being revisiting the vibe of Ruby and Sapphire, where different enemy team, different legendary, they have a different goal with the same outcome. Aqua wants to flood the planet to make it better, and Magma wanted to dry up the seas to make more land to live. Like, You're right. The whole Kyogre Groudon thing. Right. Like, they were the same games, just different themes and elements. Right. Right. So they could just okay. be doing that again. Right, with just time in this case. With, with it being like, what principles do you think, like, favor? Building towards the future or staying true to your history? Like, mm-hmm. I can I see guess, that. I guess it depends. The internet's going to decide who's, you know, they're yeah. going to go off of who they think is hotter. <laughs> We've got a release date. And guys, I believe I called it exactly. The 18th? The 18th. I think that's the exact date I predicted. Someone needs to check back, but I'm almost sure I said it was the 18th. Like I said, it was the 18th because it's the week before Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure you did. I'm pretty sure you called it as well, but you're also the, like the Pokemon aficionado here. So you know, you know, this is my jam. I think this is where I dig deep and I know stuff. I'm most excited for the fact that we could possibly play together. I mean, they've confirmed it. It's four player co-op if you want to play. It's four player co-op. And they said Pokemon's first true open world experience. So do I need to give my blood type or anything like that? You think in order to hop on Nintendo's online to play together with you? (laughs) Probably, probably. They they expect ridiculous things to make things work. But it sounds like there's my Steam Deck that I don't have. I don't. I don't know if there's going to be gyms or what, but it looks like you can do it in whatever order you want. Go to whatever city you want. That's exciting. So it'll be interesting to see how they limit that or how free they truly are. Like, are they going to say, are they going to say, yeah, it's open world. Go for it. But the area with the second badge is way too high level for you to get through. So eh, you really can't do it. I can do how they always done it. Gym guy, a dude in front of the door. Yeah, block off your path and say, oh, the power's outage. These Psydecks have a headache. Come back later. They've been doing it since uh, Red, Blue, Green. So, I mean. I mean, literally, that that was the whole point for HMs was to progress block you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And make you go in a certain order. So, but they're calling it open world. Yeah, exactly. But they're calling it full open world on their site. But that could always be up to interpretation. Right. Yeah, but, I guess that means I've got to finish Arceus. Everyone's freaking out that both the professors are hot. So we got that going for us. Well, I mean, it's, wait, wait, also, wait, it's wait. also like the first time that you're getting two different professors, not just the same professor in the two different right. games. Right. So that's interesting. But we've got the theme. We've got the vibe. Oh, I wow. I want to see more gameplay. What I think I think Harry's pulling up the professors. He just pulled them up. Yeah, they're both hot for no reason. Like, why are they both hot? He's like he's like dark and he's like dark and brooding, and she's like cave womanish. Yeah, she's mommy and he's daddy. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the internet has a new mommy and daddy. Move over, mm-hmm. Lady Demetresque. They sure do. The amount of people I've seen reactions when the tr- when the professors get flirts revealed, and they're like, "Why are they sexy?" Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I was watching A Drive's reaction to it, uh, more or less listening to it. That's why I didn't catch uh, like the visuals of it at first. Um, 
and that was like he i think he was shouting during it different professors and then <laughs> everyone on the on the twitterverse was going bananas over you know how smoking hot these cartoon characters are <laughs> these animated hey, people these 3D uh, highly, rendered highly symmetrical <laughs> faces you know just start typing uh, it now professor sada rule 34 like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just oh, going to no, have to no, no. put on a safe filter. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you don't have to put on the safe filter when you search them. <laughs> mm. Oh, no. Oh, man. <sighs> so Pokemon's no, uh, exciting. Like, so much cool. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wonder but, how much they're going to build off of, um, what they're going to build off of from Arceus. Um like full open world will be awesome where they had pieced out, like chunked out like sections in Arceus Four player co-op is going to be fantastic. Um, what are other improvements that you would like to see out of it from, for instance, going from Arceus to Scarlet Violet? Mm, what are improvements I'd like to see more fidelity? Honestly, I want something that looks cleaner, a little more modern, which this seems to be doing, but yeah, and I just want like slightly better programming. Like Pokemon's been notoriously bad at like their hitboxes, quote unquote, of recent years. Like you have to walk way around objects to get around an object more than you think you would, and stuff like that. Or you can't walk between this rock and tree because you can't. I have one thing I want. I'm sorry, Harry. I'll let you go right in a second. So keep that thought. But this is very important. I don't want to have to buy my space in my pack by talking to a dude at the bottom of the steps and going through that same goddamn dialogue for five years it was so bad you're you're supposed you're supposed to do it periodically throughout the game not find it three quarters through the game and do it all (laughs) larry no i found it in the beginning and i had so much money i could just sit there and keep buying from him and keep buying and let me ask you this did you ever run into the instance where your pack was so full that it was an issue or did you just do it because you okay i'm you know what? I, didn't, I didn't use my things that were in my pack correctly. I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I, the internet is going to tell me I'm wrong because you know what? I got way too many berries just sitting inside of my pack. Not, I'm and, not putting and, them inside of the box. And here's the thing still. To this day for this new game, we don't know the gimmick yet. We don't know the gimmick. I think we should just uh, be able to crunch up Pokemon and turn them into candies like Pokemon Go. Yes. But yeah, I'm waiting to see what the gimmick is. Some people think they might be bringing back Mega Evolution or something similar because everyone's wearing weird gloves. And we don't know what those are yet. I do think the future and past thing may come into play, though. Just by by the professors. Yeah. The future and past thing, along with the co-op, it's all going to come into play, I think. But I'm so excited. And one small thing people go back is Venonat's back. No, uh, this is this is the first time Venonat's been in the normal Pokedex since Gold and Silver. Wow. <laughs> they really they really need to retcon that and make him the Butterfree pre-evolution. Uh, you're on that team. All right, I see how it is. <laughs> you can't have him look that similar. It's quite literally. It's like a it's like a catfish. I'm like, no, oh, that's, look, I'm that's, catch that's Barboach and Whismer. <laughs> Which cash? Yeah. Those are the catfish. 
<laughs> no, so yeah, that's that is really exciting. I remember just being hyped for Arceus that I still need to beat and catching my my gigantic Alpha Snorlax. You know, I want to get back to the game now. Seeing them. this, yes, yes. seeing this trailer has made me want to get back to Arceus. Who's your uh, Who's oh. your pick? Who's your pick for your starter? Oh, in this one, mm-hmm. Way Coco. Is there any better answer, Harry? Way Coco. All right. Yeah. Sweet yeah. I'm, I, I wish I could just like argue and be like, nah, I'm going to go with a different one just to, for the sake of being different. All no. right. All right. All right. If I had to, for the sake of this group's playthrough, I would go Sprigato second. Sprigato. Yeah. Sprigato. Donald Duck. Waxley. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I see. I can't do it. I can't do either of them unless you, you can show me that they're going to have really kick ass evolutions. We're just going to get a green away. We're just going like to wind Sway. up with a green Incineroar. It's going to be grass like and fighting. Sway Coco's all the way. Ghost Pepper. Ghost Pepper. Ghost Pepper could be. If it turns out grass fire, like fire grass, that'd be so interesting. I, I, no, I can't see it. I can't see it. But that would be cool, though. It would be a good mix. I mean, internet Pokemon theory crafters who are insane, but like, oh my god. Did you see if Way Coco was in the trailer with an apple? That means he likes grass. That means he's a grass type, guys. Or he but just no, that's that's that. Or he just likes an apple. He's a child. Let him eat an apple. Right, right. Let the Pokemon eat what he wants. He or she. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll have to yeah. see. I hope they don't unveil the final evolutions until the game comes out, so we can just experience it for ourselves. But did you I see won't like the breath on that? The um evolutions the wish evolutions from people on uh like coco which ones there's a whole bunch of them <laughs> there's a whole bunch of them i've seen fire grass ones fire fairy ones like i mean you can so get many. really you can get really meta with these evolutions anymore now like to try to like i guess like mix it up for these starters and what they become i mean i love the the fact that typhlosion became like ghost type right yeah, Typhlosion's dope. Yeah, I, I think being able to do that, I mean, getting away from just your standard water, fire, grass helps, you know, like to flesh things out a little bit more. Right. And that's why I kind of hope they do something fun with it. Like, I think it was Gen 6, X and Y that did a uh, reverse triangle with the final evolutions. Like, because you got what? Uh, water... It was fire psychic, uh, grass fighting, and water dark. So they were strong against their weak opponent with their secondary typing. And it was really cool that you could reverse it, that they were both strong and weak against each other. And I would Mm -hmm. like to see something like that again. That'd be cool. No, absolutely. I sent my favorite to you guys on the Discord. Oh. Oh, no. See this. I'm, I'm afraid. Okay, all right. I was expecting oh. to have to hear the bonk noise again, something I, like that. I, <laughs> put someone put Pokemon porn in here. Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, I like this. I like this. I hope we get a. Honestly, I hope we get a more bestial fire type evolution and not a qu- bipedal humanoid looking one again. Mm-hmm. Same. I almost can't tell what we're looking at in the center 
like that second evolution here. It looks it like lo- a flower blooming. Right, like right. It's a bud it's, of a flower. Yeah, it just uh, it looks half formed. Like it almost I like looks the final. Like, yeah, the final looks really cool. That's a cool oh. uh, mock up. This is not a visual podcast, though. So, <laughs> right, it's not for viewers listening at home. They have no idea what we're talking about. Listen, listeners all. viewing at home. Yeah, they cannot see a darn thing. Did you just say um, listeners viewing? Yes, I did that, and then I played it <laughs> off like uh, saying it backwards was going to help. Viewers, anybody, anybody listening in the Discord, I will post a picture into the Pokemon segment so you guys can see it. And if you're not in the Discord, find the link on our Twitter and join it. You darn right. You darn right. Uh, I think. I mean, with that being said, that kind of like covers everything we wanted to talk about in this particular show. Am I correct? You guys have any final any final words? Any final wishes? Uh, not really. Oh, actually, I think we did pretty succinct coverage of what we wanted to talk about. Yeah, I mean, if we don't miss it, you know, if we miss anything from, you know, I guess from any of our topics from the showcases all the way out to Pokemon, uh, we'll hear about it because our our wonderful friends in the Discord are going to yell at us about whatever it is we didn't talk about. And we'll just uh, slap our foreheads for the next show. <laughs> but yeah, that'll do it for us for today's show. Thank you, everyone, for uh, partaking. Listeners, You, um, your support really means a lot to us. Uh, again, thank you so much. You can catch us on every single um, podcast uh, delivery service that's available to you. Drop us a, uh, a five-star review if you feel so kind. Subscribe to it. Share it with a friend, a family member. Again, we appreciate it very much. Aaron, where can the lovely, gentle, gentle listeners find you? I am on Twitter and Twitch at Pyro909. And I, I, I'll i get back to streaming this week, I promise. I promise. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We've heard that sleep one before. Schedule, my sleep schedule's been whack. At this I'll point, do you, think, do you think Aaron watches the Batman before he comes back to streaming? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think he's doing. I think he's not watching on purpose right now. <laughs> now it's out of spite. <laughs> and uh, Harry, where can everybody find you? I am on uh, dis- no, uh, not Discord. I am on Twitter uh, and Instagram. Harry Three Eyes. I stream on YouTube now. You can find me there, Harry Three Eyes, as well. I was going to be putting out a video tomorrow, but. As it seems, my computer likes to delete files without me knowing, so that might get pushed back, depending on if I can find the file tonight or not. Computers are getting ready to take over the world, and they're starting with your files, Harry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, I've been your host, Larry. You can find me on uh, Twitter, Twitch, uh, Instagram, at Larry Underpants. Thank you so much. We're signing out. <laughs> Bye. Much love, everybody. See ya.